0: Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea, and I'm here today with Chris Lotzbaugh and Ethan Valentine for the first time. Welcome, Ethan. Thank you. (laughs) We need an applause button on the board.
1: Welcome to the podcast. Yay!
0: (laughs) Ethan, can you introduce yourself and talk a little bit about what you do here at Worship Center? Yeah, sure.
2: Um, So my name's Ethan. Chelsea already said that. (laughs) But um, I'm the video director here at Worship Center. So basically, my main role is to oversee the live video production on Sundays, um, which also includes leading the teams for camera operator, video director, computer operator, all those behind-the-scenes things (laughs) that uh, people forget about but need to happen to make a Sunday service At least online happen, but in the room as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But those teams also extend to Tuesday nights, and then sometimes on Wednesdays for our middle school and high school program. So, been doing that for almost a year now. Actually, a year now. Yeah, (laughs) wow. I actually used to work in the media department, media department with Chelsea. Um, I was there for five years doing content (laughs) creation, making videos, animation. Anything that would be requested of me, basically. So, and I still kind of do that a little bit, but it's for service only and the web and social media side of things I'm not involved with anymore. So live production for the most part.
0: Hey, does your team need volunteers?
2: <laughs> hey, thanks for the plug. We would love volunteers. And it's a really fun and easy place to get started. If you're looking for a place to jump in right away, come to me because I can I can set you up.
0: <laughs> there you go. Always need volunteers in the AVL department. Yes. Okay. So today we are in Ezekiel again. <laughs> Been there for a long time. I kept saying that about Jeremiah, and now I'm just like, well, still in Ezekiel. <laughs> um, what stuck out to you guys today? Chris, do you want to go first?
1: Sure. Uh we started off the reading today with uh, the people coming to Ezekiel and basically saying, hey, we want a word. Like, here's something from the Lord. Give us a word. And if you're asking a prophet for a word, you're kind of hoping, I think, for something nice. <laughs> like, give me something encouraging.
0: A word of encouragement, prophet Ezekiel.
1: <laughs> well, what really they get, I don't know if they totally were expecting, they got a whole history lesson <laughs> of how unfaithful their ancestors were, but how many times God actually held back his anger, his, his judgment. And then the word kind of culminated with the fact that, but he's not going to hold it back anymore. Uh, so as they sought out this word from God, they they got yet enough, another message of this coming judgment on Jerusalem. So they're already up in Babylon. They're taken captive. But the city of Jerusalem has yet to fall uh, and to be completely wiped out
0: yeah <laughs> um i mean we've seen this history lesson a couple of different times
1: and we'll probably likes see to give it, it we'll probably see it a couple more Lord likes
0: to give it over and over again hey remember why this is happening
1: why do you think he does that oh. again and again because <laughs> i think we're pretty forgetful yeah i just like to say we're stupid <laughs> oh that was can you say stupid on this podcast uh we've said worse <laughs>
2: <laughs> should really go back and listen
0: <laughs> we'll bleep out we'll bleep out stupid <laughs>
1: Sorry for the uh, parents that (laughs) don't want their children saying that. I apologize.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, what else stuck out to you guys today?
2: Uh, Well, for me, um, when he gave his decrees, um, you know, this is – he basically set up his law, and he expected um, his people to follow it. Um, That kind of sounds like a parent just saying, like, hey, you know, do this and everything will be fine. And sometimes you like to, I don't know, in my head, thinking back, I'm like, oh, well, that's stupid. Now that we can use that, <laughs> this word, um, I'm not going to do that. And that's kind of, I felt like what they did. And sometimes we feel that way now. It's like, well, I don't want to like, I want to do my own thing. Like, this makes sense to me. I'm going to, um, I don't know, I'm going to go down my own path. And it feels like that where that's where you find freedom when you do it yourself, but God's actually saying here that, you no, know, you'll actually find freedom by being obedient and following what I told you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down here, it says, through uh, through God's law, we would find life and live it well. Like, okay, well, that's, we look at it that way. That's easy. Like, if God said that, like, why not? But it is kind of that flipped, you know, I said earlier, like this upside down kingdom where like everything, everything kind of seems opposite. So like, why would I just, why do I feel like, or why do they say that, abiding by, um, a law is going to be life-giving. Um, so it is kind of weird to think about, but he says it there. And if you are obedient, it's going to give life and it, you're going to live life well.
0: Hmm. Yeah. We have this rule at our house of no jumping on the couch. <laughs> and so
1: does that bring life <laughs> well, is that for Dustin too? <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh my goodness. How many times have I caught Dustin <laughs> jumping on the couch? Just kidding. Um, but like our kids, when they do jump on the couch and and never someone falls, someone splits a lip, lip open or something, but we always go back to this is why we have this rule. It's not to keep you from having fun, but we can have fun in other ways <laughs> where you don't get hurt and we take you to the urgent care to get <laughs> A little <laughs> sticker on your lip.
1: <laughs> you know, one of the things in this passage that kind of was a little bit different than some of the other ones, we, we always have lots of condemnation against worshiping idols, and we see that's obviously part of why Israel is judged, but this one repeatedly also said, because you haven't kept my Sabbaths. Hmm and I think you just said a casual reading is kind of like well, idols and Sabbath like is that really on par are they really equal but this idea of God wanting his commandments to bring life I think the Sabbath is actually a great Mm, illustration of that because it's one of those really weird things when you think about it like okay God is giving us a gift of the Sabbath giving us a gift of rest giving us a gift to be able to remember him and trust him but yeah we fight against this gift Uh, and if that's one of the clearest commandments, I think, that if we see, if we honor this, like it brings life to us. It, it brings fullness of the way that we we're meant to be created. So that was one thing that stuck out to me is that you know the Sabbath is tagged on as equal to worshiping idols as far as you broke my law by not keeping the Sabbath, which mm. sometimes we think that's maybe just a, a old-time commandment that we don't <laughs> really have to do. Uh, but it's actually in God's top 10 list. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And I mean, Sabbath keeping, it's hard. It shouldn't be (laughs) because it's such, it is such a gift, but I think it's difficult to do or um, difficult to implement today (laughs) when there's so much you could be doing.
1: Which if we looked at Sabbath as this is God wanting us to trust him with Mm -hmm. our time, with our work, Mm -hmm. that we do it his way and not our way. Like that actually becomes very consistent with what God asks: that. Trust me. Don't trust yourself. Don't trust in other things. Uh, that I think in some ways that it's core Sabbath is about trust. Hmm. Do, we, do we trust God to give us the ability to get done in six days what we think we need seven to do? Hmm.
2: But just thinking about like that mindset of Sabbath being a gift um, over a command, like mm-hmm. that kind of changes your perspective. Because like, it always felt like a command to me. And again, going back to like, oh, I don't want to follow the rules here. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just go do my own thing. And that's kind of where we've gotten ourselves into because – I mean, Sabbath, you know, now, like, is a work day for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it is for us. <laughs> um, but, like, finding that day that we recognize God and what He's done and we have that, you know, that togetherness. Because He said it's a signpost between us. It's like that, that moment for us to just reflect on Him and kind of prepare ourselves for everything else that's
0: coming. Yeah. And, I mean, and the other thing that kind of stuck out is, like you said, it's a sign in the reason was to set them apart to be holy and i that kind of changes my perspective on sabbath a little bit it's not just like i'm taking naps all day it's like my my view of god and who he is needs to be centered on on him during my sabbath like it's a reset so that I can center my week, my life on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we like sometimes it's hard for our family to do an entire day. We, ha- we do this thing called Sabbath night, <laughs> where if we're like feeling crazy and out of control, we'll take one night where the kids do puzzles, read books, we read books, we read together as a family. And it's just like recentering and like things that bring us joy that aren't screens <laughs> is the other role. <laughs> But it's like, it's really life-giving. Um, and it is, it's just such a gift. And you see God's love, I feel like, in this narrative of history. He gives them the gift of Sabbath. He wants to bring them life through rules and regulations. Um, and he He says he explores the land that he wants to bring them into, this, the most beautiful land on earth. Um, he He loves these people. And part of that love is the justice the yeah. justice that comes out of it
1: that they would know that he is the lord and that the other nations around them would know that yeah. too like you see which again i think flows right into that character of god that he is wanting to reveal himself to his people but then also to the people that don't know him
0: yeah definitely guys thanks so much for listening today to god's World story and we'll be back tomorrow bye Ezekiel 20, beginning in verse 1. On August 14th, during the seventh year of King Jehoiachin's captivity, some of the leaders of Israel came to request a message from the Lord. They sat down in front of me to wait for his reply. Then this message came to me from the Lord Son of man, tell the leaders of Israel this is what the sovereign Lord says. How dare you come to ask me for a message? As surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord, I will tell you nothing son of man bring charges against them and condemn them make them realize how detestable the sins of their ancestors really were give them this message from the sovereign lord when i chose israel when i revealed myself to the descendants of jacob in egypt i took a solemn oath that i the lord would be their god i took a solemn oath that day that i would bring them out of egypt to a land i had discovered and explored for them a good land a land flowing with milk and honey the best of all lands anywhere Then I said to them, each of you get rid of the vile images you are so obsessed with. Do not defile yourself with idols of Egypt, for I am your God. But they rebelled against me and would not listen. They did not get rid of the vile images they were obsessed with or forsake the idols of Egypt. Then I threatened to pour out my fury on them to satisfy my anger while they were still in Egypt. But I didn't do it for I acted to protect the honor of my name. I would not allow shame to be brought on my name among the surrounding nations who saw me reveal myself by bringing the israelites out of egypt so i brought them out of egypt and led them into the wilderness there i gave them my decrees and regulations so they could find life by keeping them and i gave them my sabbath days of rest as a sign between them and me it was to remind them that i am the lord who set them apart to be holy the people of israel rebelled against me they refused to obey my decrees there in the wilderness they wouldn't obey my regulations even though obedience would have given them life they also violated my sabbath days so i threatened to pure pour out my fury on them and i made plans to utterly consume them in the wilderness but again i held back in order to protect the honor of my name before the nations who had seen my power in bringing israel out of egypt But I took a solemn oath against them in the wilderness. I swore I would not bring them into the land I had given them, a land flowing with milk and honey, the most beautiful place on earth, for they had rejected my regulations and refused to follow my decrees and violated my Sabbath days. Their hearts were given to their idols. Nevertheless, I took pity on them and held back from destroying them in the wilderness. Then I warned their children not to follow in their parents' footsteps, defiling themselves with their idols. I am the Lord your God, I told them. Follow my decrees, pay attention to my regulations, and keep my Sabbath days holy, for they are a sign to remind you that I am the Lord your God. But their children, too, rebelled against me. They refused to keep my decrees and follow my regulations, even though obedience would have given them life. And they also violated my Sabbath days. So again, I threatened to pour out my fury on them in the wilderness. Nevertheless, I withdrew my judgment against them to protect the honor of my name before the nations that had seen my power in bringing them out of Egypt. But I took a solemn oath against them in the wilderness. I swore I would scatter them among all the nations because they did not obey my regulations. They scorned my decrees by violating Sabbath days and longing for the idols of their ancestors. I gave them over to worthless decrees and regulations that would not lead to life. I let them pollute themselves with the very gifts I had given them, and I had allowed them to give their firstborn children as offerings to their gods so I might devastate them and remind them that I alone am the Lord." Therefore son of man give the people of Israel this message from the sovereign Lord Your ancestors continue to blaspheme and betray me for when I brought them into the land I promised to give them they offered sacrifices on every high hill and under every green tree they saw They roused my fury as they offered up sacrifices to their gods They brought their perfumes and incense and poured out their liquid offerings to them I said to them, What is this high place where you are going? This kind of pagan shrine has been called Bama, high place, ever since. Therefore, give the people of Israel this message from the sovereign Lord. Do you plan to pollute yourselves, just as your ancestors did? Do you intend to keep prostituting yourselves by worshiping vile images? For when you offer gifts to them and give your little children to be burned as sacrifices, you continue to pollute yourselves with idols to this day. Should I allow you to ask for a message from me, O people of Israel? As surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord, I will tell you nothing. You say we want to be like the nations all around us who serve idols of wood and stone. But what you have in mind will never happen. As surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord, I will rule over you with an iron fist and great anger and with awesome power. In anger, I will reach out with my strong hand and powerful arm and will bring you back from the lands where you are scattered." I will bring you into the wilderness of the nations, and there I will judge you face to face. I will judge you there just as I did your ancestors in the wilderness after bringing them out of Egypt, says the Sovereign Lord. I will examine you carefully and hold you to the terms of the covenant. I will purge you of all those who rebel and revolt against me. I will bring them out of the countries where they are in exile, but they will never enter the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord. As for you, O people of Israel, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Go right ahead and worship your idols, but sooner or later you will obey me, and will stop bringing shame on my holy name by worshiping idols. For on my holy mountain, the great mountain of Israel, says the sovereign Lord, the people of Israel will someday worship me, and I will accept them. There I will require that you bring me all your offerings and choice gifts and sacrifices. When I bring you home from exile, you will be like a pleasing sacrifice to me, and I will display my holiness through you as all the nations watch." Then, when I have brought you home to the land I promised with a solemn oath to give your ancestors, you will know that I am the Lord. You will look back on all the ways you defiled yourselves and will hate yourselves because of the evil you have done. You will know that I am the Lord, O people of Israel, when I have honored my name by treating you mercifully in spite of your wickedness. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, turn and face the south and speak out against it. Prophesy against the brushlands of the Negev. Tell the southern wilderness this is what the sovereign Lord says. Hear the word of the Lord. I will set you on fire, and every tree, both green and dry, will be burned. The terrible flames will not be quenched, and it will scorch everything from south to north. And everyone in the world will see that I, the Lord, have set this on fire. It will not be put out. Then I said, O sovereign Lord, they are saying of me, he only talks in riddles.
1: Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, turn and face Jerusalem and prophesy against Israel and her sanctuaries. Tell her, this is what the Lord says. I am your enemy, O Israel, and I am about to unsheath my sword to destroy your people, the righteous and the wicked alike. Yes, I will cut off both the righteous and the wicked. I will draw my sword against everyone in the land from south to north. Everyone in the world will know that I am the Lord. My sword is in my hand and it will not return to its sheath until its work is finished." Son of man, groan before the people, groan before them with bitter anguish and a broken heart. When they ask, why are you groaning? Tell them, I groan because of the terrifying news I have heard. When it comes true, the boldest heart will melt with fear. All strength will disappear. Every spirit will faint. Strong knees will become weak as water. And the sovereign Lord says, it is coming. It's on the way. Then the Lord said to me, son of man, give the people this message from the Lord. A sword, a sword is being sharpened and polished. It is sharpened for terrible slaughter and polished to flash like lightning. Now will you laugh? Those far stronger than you have fallen beneath its power. Yes, the sword is now being sharpened and polished. It's being prepared for the executioner. Son of man, cry out and wail. Pound your thighs in anguish, for the sword will slaughter my people and their leaders. Everyone will die. It will put them all to the test. What chance do you have, says the sovereign Lord? Son of man, prophesy to them and clap your hands. Then take the sword and brandish it twice, even three times, to symbolize the great massacre. The great massacre facing them on every side. Let their hearts melt with terror, for the sword glitters at every gate. It flashes like lightning and is polished for slaughter. O sword, slash to the right, then slash to the left, wherever you will, wherever you want. I, too, will clap my hands, and I will satisfy my fury. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, make a map and trace two routes on it for the sword of Babylon's king to follow. Put a signpost on the road that comes out of Babylon where the road forks in the two, one road going to Ammon and its capital Rabbah, the other to Judah and the fortified Jerusalem. The king of Babylon now stands at the fork, uncertain whether to attack Jerusalem or Rabbah. He calls his magicians to look for omens. They cast lots by shaking arrows from the quiver. They inspect the livers of animal sacrifices. The omen in his right hand says Jerusalem. With battering ramps, his soldiers will go against the gates, shouting for the kill. They will put up a siege tower, build ramps against the walls. The people of Jerusalem will think it is a false omen because of their treaty with the Babylonians. But the king of Babylon will remind the people of their rebellion. Then he will attack and capture them. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Again and again, you remind me of your sin and your guilt. You don't even try to hide it. In everything you do, your sins are obvious for all to see. So now the time of your punishment has come. O oh, you corrupt and wicked prince of Israel, your final day of reckoning is here. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Take off your jewel crown for the old order changes. Now the lowly will be exalted and the mighty will be brought down. Destruction, destruction. I will surely destroy the kingdom and it will not be restored until the one appears who has the right to judge it. Then I will hand it over to him. Now, son of man, prophesy against the Ammonites and their mockery. Give them this message from the sovereign Lord. A sword, a sword, is drawn for your slaughter, is polished to destroy flashing lightning. Your prophets have given false visions, and your fortune tellers have told lies. The sword will fall on the necks of the wicked, for whom the day of final reckoning has come. Now return the sword to its sheath, for in your own country, the land of your birth, I will pass judgment upon you. I will pour out my fury on you and blow on you with the fire of my anger." I'll hand you over to cruel men who are skilled in destruction. You will be full for their fire, and your blood will be spilled in in your own land. You will be utterly wiped out, your memory lost to history, for I, the Lord, have spoken. Now this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, are you ready to judge Jerusalem? Are you ready to judge this city of murderers? Publicly denounce her detestable sins and give her this message from the Sovereign Lord. O city of murderers, doomed and damned, a city of idols, filthy and foul, you are guilty because of the blood you have shed. You are defiled because of the idols you have made. Your day of destruction has come. You have reached the end of your years, and I will make you the object of mockery throughout the world. O infamous city, filled with confusion, you will be mocked by people far and near. Every leader in Israel who lives within your walls is bent on murder. Fathers and mothers are treated with contempt. Foreigners are forced to pay for protection. Orphans and widows are wronged and oppressed among you. You despise my holy things and violate my Sabbath days of rest. People accuse others falsely and send them to their death. You are filled with idol worshipers and and people who do obscene things. Men sleep with their father's wives and force themselves on women who are menstruating. Within your walls live men who commit adultery with their neighbor's wives, who defile their daughters-in-law or who rape their own sisters. There are hired murderers, lone racketeers, and extortioners everywhere. They never even think of me in my command, says the Sovereign Lord. But now I clap my hands in indignation over your dishonest gain and bloodshed. How strong and courageous will you be in, the, in my day of reckoning? I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will do what I have said. I will scatter you among the nations and purge you of your wickedness. And when I have been dishonored among the nations because of you, you will know that I am the Lord. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a
2: lot out of God's Whole Story. Uh, It means a lot to us even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know or just share what's sticking out to you.